When we began producing music for Instant Love, we had no idea it would celebrate women in such a new way. Kaval says, some of my greatest loves have been the women in my life and some of the most interesting loves. That's honestly what I want to sing about. Love should be boundless, mysterious, bare. It should obliterate walls. Being a woman addressing another woman, it makes a song feel completely new. My favorite part of the process was singing Girl with playfulness and conviction and knowing there were so many ways to interpret it. I'm Allison Zatteran. Hi, and I'm Richard Goddard. And this is Instant Love. So now we're going to talk about the kink song, You Really Got Me, that's reinterpreted by Brooklyn artist and fellow Berklee College of Music graduate, Sarah Mount, a.k.a. Caval. Yeah, I mean, I thought she had a really nice name as Sarah Mount, but she picked up Caval. Yes, you know, it's her it's alter a, ego. In this day and age... If somebody searched for Sarah, a lot of names would come up. True. But if you search for Caval, mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Kink song. So sexy. It, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's really special because the Kinks themselves are, are, are a another, very, very special band. Another band that holds up. Yeah, band that holds up. So and, they have a huge catalog. And uh, oh Ray Davies, if he ever comes back and does it again, it was a few years ago. He went out and told the story of the songs and his whole journey cool. just with acoustic guitar and, and some accompaniment. And, you should do uh, that again. I would totally well, go. Well, it was amazing. You know, it's and, such a uh, huge catalog of songs. Yeah, I think the Kinks were huge, but they weren't as big in this country mm. as, UK? as they were in UK or out. Right. I think there was some bust involving uh, involving drugs at one time they came in with some marijuana oh, sure. something ridiculous like that right. that we still have laws against uh, right. this stuff while people drink two and a half beers at night and wake <laughs> up with a hangover yeah so they were banned and that was the peak period right. for when you so know, 65, Stones, yeah. uh, Stones oh, yeah. Beatles, All British Dave Invasion. Clark Five, the Kinks were banned, and it was a minor offense, actually. So silly. And, so from 65. Oh, wait, was it the drugs or was it a union issue? Yeah. yeah. So it, 65 it was, um, to 69. Yeah. But that explains a lot, knowing that, because I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So they missed that window of opportunity. The Kinks, you know, the two brothers, Ray and uh, his brother, who I think eventually didn't really get along. But the interesting thing, I mean, they all probably idolized, like Pete Townsend, the legendary Link Ray, his guitar player. And I think to get uh, some of the sounds, they actually punctured. He punctured his guitar amplifier so that they got a distortion. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's such an iconic lick. And I think another thing I've noticed about the Kinks is there's at least one song, if not two, that made it into Wes Anderson movies. And 
those movies, they just must spend a fortune on the music because they're always from amazing bands and a lot of them from British bands. And I was surprised by how many songs in his movies. I'm like, oh, that's the Kinks. I had no idea because I took a deep dive into the Kinks once. So it's good that they're being appreciated by the artsy fartsy folks out there too. Speaking of that iconic guitar lick, right? Which you, you hear it and you instantly know it's that song. We put a challenge for ourselves and we got together with Caval and said, we're not putting that guitar lick in the well, song. Well, at first they did a version of it they with did. that. And it was kind of cool, but then it it was just a woman singing the same thing. The same thing. Rather right. than uh, give us some sort of interpretation. And uh, she was working with a young producer, mm-hmm. also from Berkeley. Right. Then uh, they came back with this extraordinary, it's extraordinary version that was, well, a bit more modern, if you will was modern and and I think her voice just had so much so much yearning in it especially when you look at the line of girl you know you really got me going I think of that from a guy's perspective is like you're just in this frenzy because some girl's driving you sexually crazy but with her it was almost like you just got inside my head and I can't sleep and it's a subtle difference but it's a difference and I think that her voice Um, Oh, we're going to, I just looked it up on my phone. Benjamin Walding. We want to give a shout out to Ben Walding from Berkeley. You did a great job, man. Thank you. He did that with her. And, you know, they're both busy people and did it like at night. And when we heard it, that new version that was a little bit darker, a little bit more electronic feeling fit with that particular song and her voice of being a little edgy, a little mysterious, a little broken, a little... I don't know. It, it came together really well. And then we brought her in the studio and she did some more vocals with Alonzo and we mixed things up a bit. But really, it is sort of a trippy version of the original. Yeah, trippy is a good word. It's a, yeah. It's a trippy version of the original, but maintains the essence and mm-hmm. feeling that comes across mm-hmm. in the Kinks version, which is yeah. pure rock and roll. You yeah, know? and she's, she yells a little bit and there's some distortion on her voice. So we kept some of those vibes for sure. Yeah. And... That as of, let's see, it's um, almost December 2017 recording this. It's one of the top stream songs of our whole collection, which I think is really interesting. And it's on volume one that we're putting out. Mm-hmm. But we always talk about it because we're like, are people searching for the song? Is, is Are they just discovering it? And I think, you know, we've discussed that not only are the kinks really cool, but you search for a song, you really got me. And it's specific. You find it. Oh, look, there's this new version and I like that it's sort of organic in that way. Yeah. No, it, it's it's great. And we're mm-hmm. really happy to have uh, been able to record yeah. Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Miss Caval. Yeah. It was really cool, especially with uh, kind of Berkeley power, because we were both in school together. And So let's see the difference between mm-hmm. the two. So, yeah, now we're going to play a little bit of the Kinks version of You Really Got Me. <laughs> So I don't know what I'm doing now. Oh yeah, you really 
to show you the distance and the closeness that comes from interpreting a song. You've just heard the kinks. Now enjoy Caval's version of You Really Got Me. You Really Got Me. You Really Got Me. Girl, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing now. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. Instant Love. My guest is singer, songwriter, <laughs> and performance artist Kaval. I'm just going to start off with the most obvious question. Mm-hmm. Um, really Got Me, which yeah. was originally sung by the Kinks. So why did you choose that song, and how do you think it changes with a female singing those words? When you told me about this project mm-hmm. initially, um, and you were like, oh, here are all these songs that I'm thinking of that are possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm a psychopath, so I like listen to every song on the list. And then I was like, and it was a long, it was like maybe 50 50 songs. So I listened to all of them. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, these are really good, but like, I just want something that, I don't know, like, I I just, I really dug into it. Mm -hmm. I spent an entire day digging through songs that were sung by men and and Mm -hmm. it has to be something cool it has to be something perfect I had Mm -hmm. a short list Mm -hmm. and then um and the producer that I was uh you know we co-produced the songs together shout Um, out to Ben Walding shout out to Ben Walding yeah um I was like you know what the kinks it's like simple there's there's a lot of Mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for you know 
to to do what I do, which mm-hmm. is like this electronic pop thing. Yep. Um, there was a lot of room to sort of like expand on it because mm-hmm. it's such a simple song, but mm-hmm. it's so well known. Yeah. And the reason that I chose it ultimately, um, it's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> it's sexy. Yeah. Okay. But it's sexy. It's sexy and it's kind of like edgy and mm-hmm. a little bit rugged and a little bit like knockout, throw down. Mm-hmm. But also like again, when it's when it's being sung by a woman mm-hmm. to a woman. Yeah. It could also just be like, you know, sometimes you're walking down the street and you see a, a woman, as a woman, you see a woman that is super hot. Yeah. And you're like, maybe you think about her for a while. Mm-hmm. And especially so, in New York, everyone's beautiful here. Every, especially in like Williamsburg. Williamsburg, where I live. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's sexy, but it could also just be like, yeah. there are some just... women that just... In my head. Yeah, yeah. What's well, the beauty of the project, I think, is especially the songs that are, have more vague lyrics. It, it is Ooh. kind of up to the listener. So maybe it could be yeah. a girlfriend of 10 years that just broke up with you. It could be a hot girl on the street. It could yeah. be a really good friend. It could be so many yeah. things, you know? Yeah. I, and yeah. when I say, like, when I was singing it, like, girl, you really got me going. Mm-hmm. It just, like, hits so much harder when yeah. a woman is yeah. singing it. It's and like, and especially... You know, especially your version, singing it in the in a sensual way mm-hmm. is you know like singing it with less of a screamy rock. Voice. It is a very sensual instant love song, so you guys should be excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this music is a sign of the times. So, how do you yeah. think that the new generations of teens and twenties, which you're included in, are approaching relationships differently than other generations? I think that maybe well, and I guess we live sort of in a bubble in New York City, but mm-hmm. um, I just feel like more often than not, sexuality is so fluid now. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a little bit less passe for, you know, an eight-year-old kid maybe to be like, I don't know what I am. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, like, I'm identifying as they or them. Yeah. I just think it's a, a lot less passe than it used to be. And maybe have parents encouraging that for exactly. the first time instead of like, no, you're a boy, go play outside or right. you're a girl, go play with dolls. Or Obviously that still, you know, happens yeah. all over the world, right. all over the nation, but. Yeah, but like know, young just, kids I, in their teens and 20s, I sort of feel like are so much more open with who they date. Yeah. And yes, still in New York because it's a bubble, but I think yeah. it's trickling. I think so. And I think also like the laws <laughs> are well, changing. Exactly. You're and growing, so, people are growing up in a time where you yeah, can marry whoever you want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was always raised to be, yeah. you know, Straight. however I want to be. Obviously, yeah. my parents encouraged me to be an artist. So well, that's good. Insane. Points <laughs> to your parents for that already. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's definitely changing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely much more accepted. Like this to me, to sing uh, a song to a woman, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel strange. Good. It feels so good to sing to a woman. It feels so good to hear you sing to a woman. <laughs> if these songs would have existed in my teens and I wouldn't yeah. have been raised Catholic and, you know, I don't know, who knows what I would have done. It's like songs to daydream to a little bit, I think, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you do a really good job on yours. Well, up next is one of my favorite segments where the two Richards get together and talk rock and roll history. So Richard Goddard sits down with music from the bongos, music historian, man about town, Richard Brown. Take it away, guys. The kink song, You Really <laughs> Got Me, sung by Caval, who's a, um, you know, really great New York-based singer. We met because um, 
she was actually at Berkeley in Valencia with Allison. Wow. So we have this uh, linked together with the fabulous Berkeley School of Music. There's a lot of great people mm. that are now starting to come out of Berkeley. And one of them is uh, Cavall. Cool. Uh, you really got me by the kinks. What do we know about that? Well, one thing we know is that when they first wrote the song, it was a slow blues. They were listening to a lot of those, you know, the blues singers, like on this case, it was based really on a song by um, Lead Belly. They were just kind of playing. It was like, girl, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Sounds great like that. But when they were in the studio, they were listening to Louie Louie. Louie Louie. And they, they got into that. Wow. But it was actually a whole different thing. It was a bluesy, jazzy kind of... They were actually experimenting with doing it like a, with a bit of jazz influence. But then they turned it completely around and made a Louie Louie out of it. And that's how that riff... It's got a really good progression because it goes... Then... You know. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's still Louie Louie. It's still Louie Louie, I know. But the cool thing about that song for me and what made it special on this project, on this, this instant records project, is that... It's the most, I think, the most male song to me because it's so, it's got this sort of toughness to it. Yes. And this sort of, uh, to get hormonal, this testosterone kind of like push to it. Like, you know, it's almost like a, a come on. It's actually a come on. And to have a girl sing that I thought was very interesting dynamic, you know, because like it's still, I mean, it's viable and it's it's it works completely, but it's like it's such a male song. So that this is one of the most impactful to me was this one for some reason. Really, it's, yeah. it, it is interesting. It's aggressive. It's a very aggressive. I. It, it was tricky. the hardest one because yeah. at first they came in with a dan dan dan. dan. Mm-hmm. They came in with that, and we said, "Well, you know, we shouldn't try to copy the Kinks." Mm-hmm. And they then the producer and Caval came back in with more of a spacey different vibe when you really when you see you really got me just the title you know that it's an aggressive it just says it flat out you know and it's it's it, the simplicity of that i think makes it a hit well generally simplicity as i know as you know because uh, listen in the strange is. loves i mean you, i could be we could be as dumb as uh as dumb is good dumb is sexy you know, dumb dumb down, is, I want candy. I, I love it. I want candy. Listen, everybody, I was... the thing is, everybody wants candy. <laughs> exactly. Candy could be a lot of things. I know. It's often referred to as a drug. Yes, but, but it's also but love. It's also sex. It's also love, sex, and it's a good, sweet piece of uh, chocolate bar. I know. You know? It's I candy. Mean, uh, and and uh, Halloween. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you nailed it early on with the Strange Loves. You you got to the zeitgeist of well, these pop songs, and well, so yes. that so you really got me as close to almost like a Strange Loves kind of. Well, it's it's in the era that yeah. we were uh, that we were writing, mm-hmm. um, and of course, um, all these people. Uh, I I think Drew. I mean Ray Davies drew from that. Um, that um, we'll call it the Brill Building era. Yeah. So did the Stones and the Beatles at first, and yeah. then they expanded their horizons mm-hmm. beyond um, uh, <laughs> the downtown area of New York, uh, the midtown area yes. of New York yeah. City. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it became uh, it became a world sort of right. like today globalization. It opened up Europe um, yes. to uh, a different sort of um, uh, product, and uh, the. Um, 
I think records came in, and the blues records came in through Liverpool. Yeah, that's why um, there's the blues, the blues, British invasion. Yeah, so and uh, we invaded there. They fed it back to us, and uh, they won. Yeah, you know, for a while, for a while, while until uh, punk. Yes, Uh, we had punk first, but then they fed us the Sex Pistols. But we still had it better. Yeah, we did. Our 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 downtown CBGBs, Maxes, all that stuff is great stuff. The Instant Love Podcast is very pleased to welcome to the Orchard Studios NYC our illustrator, Rebecca Moorheiser. And we're going to talk about the inspiration for all of the single cover art, as well as dig a little bit into these songs and what they mean between women. So with that, welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So another song we collaborated on, and this is sort of the first sexy, sassy one in the bunch, which is You Really Got Me, originally by The Kinks, sung by Caval, a.k.a. my Berklee College of Music classmate, Sarah Mount. Who I love now. Who I mean, you I, now I know. Yeah, I didn't know her before. Our but. first Instant Love Nest episode was with her, so you got to bond with her in my mm-hmm. apartment. And, She's uh, a delight. And you just kind of represented her face basically with her curly bangs which now you have yeah I think that they I think that she had like suggest or like you had brainstormed some ideas with her mm. maybe like oh yeah the kiss yeah. on the collar mm-hmm. yeah that's what sparked this and then I yeah. just I guess I was inspired by her appearance um, yeah she looks really cool Right. Yeah, she does have kind of like a like a muse. Like she photographs really well, and like she oh just, god, and she, she can do she like looks s- like a muse of straight sorts. hair yeah. with cat like eyeliner, or she can be funky with big hair, and yeah, Sista knows how to dress. Yeah, just yeah. like or to be. I feel like it goes beyond be. even. Yeah, yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah, she is very open and yeah. creative because she went to Berkeley College of Music undergrad. And grad school with me. So she got a lot of Berkeley in her and was a performance student. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yeah. Oh, she's always, <laughs> what she's always said um, was a big choice for her coming from a more conservative family of five kids to commit to uh, being a performance artist. So, yeah, there's a lot of confidence behind her. This is so different from the original, I think. Well, it felt different to me, just like with yeah. the, like, like the deep... We actually, poor thing, made her do like three or four versions of it. We're like, go further away from it. Come back from it. It's a little thumpy and a little Thumpy's the intimate. word I was looking for. I was yeah. like, deep. Yeah. But yeah. It's got some thumps to it. I think really like any any song, even ones that are like blatantly romantic or right. like sexual can be right. reinterpreted. Like that's the beauty of music, right? Yeah. Like it's so subjective to and what you're feeling at the moment. That song's definitely could be interpreted lots of ways. But yeah, it was exciting when we put it out because it was was like, okay, this is another step of something we haven't explored yet. Compression, equalization, separation. Now, Richard talks to our engineer, Alonzo, about the sound of instant love. Master it, pan it, turn it up to 11. That one was fairly straightforward because it's kind of like you get the track from the producer. Well, first they sent us a track and we tweaked some of it. We told them, we told them like we should change a couple of things with the arrangement. Don't go quite so trying to like carbon copy the, the, you know, like it had that thing. And we're like, just kind of do your own thing with it. So they came back and then they nailed it. uh, And then she sang it. 
to the two track at first, and then we got the files for the for the music, and then the mix was very hard because that vocal was processed very differently for different sections of the song. I remember there was like to create changes was harder in that song, even though musically it's kind of complicated in terms of the production, but vocally to for the vocal to go with how the production was how the music would change and to create some sort of interesting changes was that was challenging with that one Allison, what's coming up? I'm very excited about this next episode that we will air, where we talk about the Donovan song Colors, sung by Erica Spring of Ova Simone. Now- 